Oh, we're good? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to our Tuesday after lunch, afternoon podcast. Uh, we're still working out all of the uh, the little minor issues from being uh, gone for so long because of the flood. But welcome. We're glad for those that are joining us live. We're glad to join you live. For those that will join us later, I'll say hi to you. Hi. I'm Josh, the uh, pastor of discipleship at St. Andrews, and I am joined by uh, Bonnie, hi, Bonnie and DA and Jeff, who's behind the scenes. Yeah, How Jeff. are you all doing? Fantastic. Well, that, that's not very believable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really fighting off a sneeze right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I had this kind of epiphany before we got started today because you have your bobbleheads. Do you want to introduce your bobbleheads yeah, real so quick? Yeah, so one of the new uh, parts of this new podcast that we've launched, you know, I'm an avid bobblehead collector. I have 173 bobbleheads. And, uh, and so every week I'm going to share one of my bobbleheads with the audience. And uh, so today I decided to share two, and there's I've, I've been putting thought behind these. So we are in this sermon series, Remain Grounded, and we're talking about the Apostles' Creed. And the seven middle segments have all to do with the Son of God, Jesus. Right, midweek we're doing and so disciples, apostles. And so I've been choosing apostles. bobbleheads that are uh, Son. That, Sons. And so you've got Thor, Son of Odin. Um, but also, uh, I had to include them both because this week, at uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and midweek, we're doing a series or a study on the 12 disciples. And tomorrow, we're going to learn about James and John, who Jesus gave the nickname Sons of Thunder. And so it only seemed appropriate to, uh, to share with everyone today Thor and Loki, Thor and two Loki. of my favorite characters from the Marvel movies. So Loki, Loki's not a son of thunder, though. He's no, he, but he was adopted. Son, he is a son. He's an adopted son <laughs> he was of Odin. Adopted. Okay, okay. He was yeah, a he blue was. guy. Yeah, he was. You, an elf, ice yes. elf thing. So, yeah. But the other thing I was thinking is, you know, before we started, is they you probably can't see it on camera, but there's a really sweet looking guitar over here and i thought you know one of these days i'm gonna break it out it's gonna be like wayne's world wayne's world party on. we could have used that today with our pretty pathetic opening that that would have been a great just, step know, up for, flashback for this is what happens when i do the opening is we just fail <laughs> and so um you guys doing well you guys doing good it's, yeah it's it's been a good week so far for me i am doing well one, you know one of the things i enjoy i, I love preaching yeah uh but i enjoy having a sunday off every now and then helps me you get in the habit and when i'm it's like the weeks that i'm not preaching it's like i don't know what to do with myself but i always know i have work ahead so yeah well and it's probably been really beneficial because you know we're going through the apostles creed right. i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth week one jesus christ is only son our lord uh, week two, and then this last week I preached on conceived by the Holy Spirit, born right. of the Virgin Mary. Yes. Well, this next week we'll have suffered under Pontius Pilate, um, and Bonnie will be preaching. But in yeah. two weeks, uh, the hard one. you've got the descended really to the dead. So you probably could have used uh, the, the extra couple it, weeks it, to... I have been, yeah. but, but let's not tease it too much. <laughs> right, man. yeah, we don't want to tease it too much. So, uh, so yeah, this last Sunday, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and there was a lot of information um, that, that I included in that going from you know Mary being uh, the only person of faith in the creed, right, um, and kind of mirroring the obedience of Jesus, but uh, it was more than just a shout out, right? It wasn't just well Mary's obedience, so we're going to include her in here. There was a lot more to it when we talk about the incarnation, when we talk about Jesus being fully human and fully God, uh, which is such an important piece to our faith. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, talked a lot about that. So just want to get your all's thoughts. Uh, you know, I know we talked a little bit last Tuesday as we were introing it, but as you've had a week to think about it, as maybe you have or haven't heard my sermon, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on the whole conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary? Um, I really think it was neat that you pointed out that her obedience mirrors that of Jesus. Well, that, I got to give um, Timothy Tennant credit on that. That's from the book. <laughs> That's from the book um, we're reading. This we believe. I, I didn't come up with that on my own. Because I was thinking about it this morning, and the thing that I had not really ever thought of is the fact that not only did God give His one and only Son, did God come in obedience, uh, but Mary had to give her Son. Um, and that, I mean, so she, she obeyed not only in giving her life, um, and giving her, you know, whatever, um, future that, um, she and Joseph might've had without, you know, having to rear and raise God. Um, and then she had to give, um, you know, her life as a disciple, her life following him around. And then she had to witness her son, um, being put to death on a cross, um, and give him up in that moment. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like Mary is an incredible example of of obedience um, to God's will. So I just I don't know I hadn't thought about that. I was yeah, really moved by I'm, it. I'm listening to you say that, and can you imagine? And again, this is probably getting farther ahead than we need to. Yeah. The joy that Mary felt. Yeah, when we're Jesus not there rose yet. From the dead. I mean, right. Again, yeah. thinking of all the drama, all the. Uh, scandal, if you will, about conceiving by the Holy Spirit. I, mm-hmm, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I cannot even begin to fathom that. I always try to, but I can't. But then to watch him suffer, you know, I don't know about y'all, but you want to hurt me, hurt my kid. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. And, but then the glory that she felt. So don't don't want to get too far ahead. Yeah. So here's one of the great thoughts I had, and this is one of the things I appreciate about your preaching is I tend to focus on Here's the scripture. I'm only going to talk about it. I, I think I'm doing a little more lately of bringing other scripture in, but that's not usually how I do it. But you do, which, right. again, I think um, is your gifting as a teacher. Let's get more counsel in here. And we talked last week about how some people say the idea of virgin was not meaning that she had never been sexually active. It meant that she was a young woman. And when you're showing the different... Uh, scriptures on Sunday and you, you show Mary saying, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Right. That should be clear evidence that she was not sexually active. That yeah, she, because that, she wouldn't have said, how can this be? I'm a young woman. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> how, how can the, the, the interpretation I have, is, how can this be? I've never had sex. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate that. I'm always trying to look at the different angles and look at the scriptures in a, uh, I don't want to say a different way, but perhaps a more microscopic view mm-hmm. of things. And and for me, when I saw that, I'm like, boy, that just blows that argument away. Yeah, absolutely. Right there when yeah. Mary's saying, how can this be? Yeah. So we have a question, Jeff. We do have a question. Awesome. All right, okay. let's go. We who, love who is, the interaction. Breaking in. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for all joining us today. Um, several people online. Uh, Lisa Hi. Hancock. Hello, Lisa. What's up, Lisa? Hi. Great question, Lisa. So Lisa's question is, why does the Catholic Church pray to Mother Mary? Y'all want to tackle I, that? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, that. yeah, there's lots of 
things about the Catholic faith that I just have to admit ignorance on because I've not spent a lot of time reading and studying it. So I don't know that I would have, I could come up with an answer, but I, I couldn't tell you whether it was accurate or not. It would just be yeah. kind of my best guess. I, I don't know that I have the exact answer, but um, part of it is the language we use. When we say pray, we think of prayer only as conversation to God. And I've got a good friend. She was raised Southern Baptist, converted to Catholicism, and, and married a Methodist preacher. You know, I mean, she's really messed up. But uh, I asked her once, I said, I don't get this whole idea of praying to the saints, which is part of Catholic, you know, you St. Patrick is what, if you lose your car keys, you pray to St. I don't know who, oh. who that patron saint is. But I'm I asked her. You're the right ones then. <laughs> she loses her car keys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked my friend, her name is Lee. I said, Lee, I don't get this whole praying to the saints thing. What can you explain to me about this? And she was an English professor at OSU. And she said, when you read Shakespeare, he would say, I pray thee, which meant just having a conversation. And she goes, when I think of praying to saints, uh, I think of the cloud of witnesses and that I have all these friends and I'm just having a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not praying to them, asking them to solve the problem. I'm asking them to pray with me and intercede to the Father mm -hmm. yeah. for that. So, Well, and I, very specifically, I mean, part of it is just her incredible obedience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I talked a little bit about that Sunday, and maybe I didn't give it even enough for the obedience that was actually there and what she had, but just an incredible uh, act of faith that she had in that moment. Um, and, and I think that's why... Uh, for, for Catholics, there's like this elevation of Mary um, for that reason. Well, and, and they hold Mary in high esteem because, you know, the Scripture says uh, all women will hold you in high regard. So we understand yeah. why Mary is given such a special place yeah. in Scripture. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, I don't, you know, I don't know how I think about that. It's not a part of our tradition. It's not something I was trained in. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't think I pray to saints. I, I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, but I talk to them, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. shortly after my mother died, I went down to, you know, Tipton, Oklahoma. Nobody maintains a seminary. And there were goat head stickers growing around the graveside of oh, uh, my grandparents and my mom and my sister. And, and so I went down there to spruce it up. But I took a chair with me and I just sat down so I could talk to my mom. I have no idea if she could hear me or not. Right. Sentimentality tells me I would like to believe that she hears me. But... Um, you know, I just believed that if this if the cloud of witnesses is cheering us yeah. on, you know, I I just maybe it's just psychologically comforting to think that while I can't talk to my mom, I don't see her uh and when I say don't talk to her, I can't have a conversation with her where she's mm -hmm. talking back. Right. But I would like to think that she hears what I'm saying to her. But, you know, scripturally I've not ever taken the deep dive to use a Josh Coates phrase <laughs> to to figure out how that works but my understanding great question Lisa yeah that's a great uh, question my understanding from a Catholic friend is um, we don't pray to Mary as the one who can answer our prayers we pray Mother Mary pray for us That that's what I understand yeah. uh, Hail yeah. Mary is Mother yeah. Mary pray for us and if you but. think of it of all of the different saints who um, may be close um, to God or may be 
you you would want to have pray on your behalf or, or include in your prayers. I mean, who's going to be closer to Jesus than his mom? Yeah, yeah. Right. Mary, talk so, to your boy for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let yeah. him know what's going on in case he's missing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not. And missing. as we, uh, so that's a great question. Hopefully, yeah. we've got other questions. But as we begin to kind of put a ribbon on or a bow on last week, kind of the three conditions I laid out to be the Savior. Uh, all stem from him being fully human and fully God. Right. And that's he must be human, he must be an infinite human, mm-hmm. and he must be an innocent human. And those are the three conditions that needed to be met in order for someone to be our advocate, our redeemer, our savior. And Jesus checked the box on all three of them: being fully mm-hmm. human, being fully God, and being innocent. You know, was not born with the sin nature and was perfectly obedient to the Father. Do we have another question? Uh, we do. Hey. So one of the questions is, um, they, they kind of want uh, more of a definition of infinite human. If uh, oh. Who's asking this question? Trinity is kind of there. What, what's, what's the difference between an infinite human if, if um, humans all pass away and an infinite human? Yeah, so that, that just signifies that the person must be God. Um, they must be a human, but they also must be an infinite human in that Jesus was not just merely a human. He was 100% human, but he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He's co-eternal with the Father, was there at creation, has always been, always will be. be. He is infinite in that he has the dual nature of human and God. So is, um, is infinite human then, are you meaning by that he was divine? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he was not finite like us. We have a specific beginning point and a specific ending point, at least mm-hmm. here on earth. Um, and because of our relationship with Jesus, there we have eternity with God. But we are finite human beings. Jesus, because he is God, because he has always been and always will be, is infinite. There's, mm-hmm. There is not a beginning and an end to Jesus. Yeah, I'm, at that point of the sermon, I was trying to fill in the blanks. You said, I've got three things for you. <laughs> and when you said, he's got to be human, I said, well, it doesn't have to just be human. He has to be innocent. I mean, that was yeah. the blank that I was filling in mentally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because one, you know, just a mere human um, could not bear the weight and the burden yeah. of the sins of us all, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so him being uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit, there's no sin nature. Also, he was perfectly obedient, and that leads into the innocent part of it. He was human, but he was infinite, and he was innocent, which is allowing him to be able to, to, to step in our place and die for us. Great. Jeff, who asked that question? Uh, that was actually a question that was posed uh, Sunday oh, via ah, email. Oh, so. cool. Cool. Good deal. Awesome. Well, whoever asked that question, if you're watching, thank you. That we would rather answer questions than yeah, give great. our meaningless dribble about yeah. uh, so Keep them coming. <laughs> if if you've got questions, if you think of a question later on, you can always send those to us, and we can address them uh, directly or in next week's podcast. Yeah. So this week we now shift to the the fourth line, and there's kind of four segments mm-hmm. to this fourth line of the Apostles' Creed. So I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And so those are kind of the four segments of this next section. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, he was crucified, he literally physically died, and Mm -hmm. he literally physically uh, was buried, and then 
we'll talk later about literally physically resurrected. But right. you have to die in order to be resurrected, and so that's these are four important pieces to it that that I know Bonnie's gonna uh, is excited to be yeah. preaching on this week. Yay, Bonnie! Um, yeah, I'm so, so excited. Um, so I know that you had some questions maybe for us because you don't um, we don't just like here's my sermon. But no, 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 I definitely don't want to give my sermon before Sunday. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about as I was looking at the Apostles' Creed, and this is not necessarily about um, the the different things that are listed in the Apostles' Creed, but um, or that I will be touching on. But overall, when you look at the Apostles' Creed, you see that each of the statements um, are a different milestone of the faith. Like each mm-hmm. of, like, I believe in God. Okay, that's a milestone. What, what does that tell us about who God is? Well, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Okay, well, why do I believe that? And how do I know that? And why does it matter, right? So um, I see these things as milestones, but also like when you look at your life, you can see that there are milestones in your own life. And I'll be talking about a couple of those um, to start with on Sunday, but I wondered what are some of the milestones in your lives um, that you think, man, that really made a difference? You know, and and I want to answer that, but I want to throw something else in. The creed doesn't hit all the milestones. No, no, no. And and what I mean by that is it says nothing in the creed, in the Apostles' Creed, about Jesus being baptized. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, and Timothy Tennant hits on that. I can't remember what chapter it was because I've been reading multiple chapters at the same time. uh And I don't remember if it was, if it's this week's chapter or not, but just yesterday I read. Um, in the book, he says that the apostles, the the Christian faith, um, is more than the Apostles' Creed. Yes, but it cannot be less than yes. the right. Apostles' it can't be Creed. Yeah, to that's more. a yeah. that's a good word. So to answer your yeah. question, some milestones. Uh, this is very interesting because uh, when Jeff graduated from UCO, he gave me a book. Uh, I think it was one of his textbooks, and. I read the first chapter, but it gave kind of a homework assignment. And this guy was saying, what are the 10 most important, was it decisions, Jeff? 10 most important decisions you've ever made in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I never got to chapter two because I've only come up with nine so far. (laughs) (laughs) But but the first one, undoubtedly, 100%. um, And I can't nail down the date and the time. It's when I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. It's when I made the decision that Jesus was going to be my Savior and my Lord. Undoubtedly, biggest milestone of my life. Uh, another big milestone, high school, uh, a, a man dared to speak God's word to me in a way and in a time when I was just very angry and upset. I felt like I'd been cheated. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, DA, always remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why that First mm. John 4, 4 is my favorite scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I look at uh, the decision to go into full-time Christian service as a yeah. pastor, the uh, getting married, yeah, having kids. I mean, all those things are in that list. Yeah, those are the things that come to mind for me as well. I think about... Especially getting married, right? That yeah. was real yeah. important But I, I mean, you. I think about real, giving my life important. to Christ. Yeah. And for me, there was not a specific moment, but there were... Uh, important times throughout my journey, you know, from going through confirmation and being baptized to 
um, you know, church camp and coming home feeling different. You know, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, I prayed the prayer. But yeah. there were milestones just within that decision of following Jesus. Yeah, I can't tell you when I got five feet tall, but I know it happened. Right, yeah. So. And, uh, and then I think about uh, the day that I came home from a mission trip and made the decision to quit the sports animal and pursue full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such an important milestone. Um, you know, asking Bonnie out on a date. It was an important bishop chick. I was more I was more nervous to ask her out on a date than I was to ask her to marry me because uh, I felt pretty confident I knew what the answer was on the marriage part. But the date part, I was like, <laughs> she can say no. I don't have it. You know, no way. Go out with you? Are you kidding me? That and and obviously kids and you know every every time God has led us somewhere from you know First Church to St. Mark's to Asbury to the Wesley now to St. Andrews. Um, has been milestones of times where I've learned a lot. I've was stretched a lot. I was uncomfortable. It was hard. And Jesus took the time to kind of shape and mold me in His image in those things. So that's yeah. those are the things that come to mind yeah. when I when I think of that. So question. how about you, Bonnie? Um, you can't just ask the question. You also give us the milestones you're not including in your sermon this week. The, okay, the milestones I'm not include. I'm not going to talk about becoming a mom. Um, which is a little weird because that's like one of the biggest parts of my life. But I remember when I had Eli um, and Eli was a colicky baby. He, he, um, he was born (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning. um, And so how many hours of labor? Um, just a whole lot. It was a long day. (laughs) It was, um, so he did not come into this world peacefully. Um, and, um, but you know, every moment has been a blessing for sure. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, I never realized how selfish I am until I Mm. became a mom, because even just the act of taking a shower by yourself without a toddler banging on the shower (laughs) is, is, is a moment of, of selfishness. Like that's, that's like, this is my time, not your time. <laughs> um, but every time is is their time when they're a little bitty like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a big change of realizing, okay, Lord, I really am more selfish than I thought I was. Like I thought I was a pretty selfless person at that point and was trying to, you know, be, I was helping with youth ministry and I was trying to be a good, you know, follower of Christ right. and uh, missional and all these things. And then my baby comes around and I'm like, man, I really am pretty selfish. So hmm. That's probably the biggest one I can think of right now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you don't want to well, give away the sermon. No, yeah. I don't want to well, give it all I'm away. I'm excited to hear you preach. Uh, Bonnie uh, is, is a great preacher, I think. I've heard her Aww. preach uh, several times, and I'm excited for her to preach this Sunday. Um, and so uh, if you want to learn more about not only the what we believe yeah. suffered under Pontius Pilate, you know, why, why is that even there? Yeah. Um, and Timothy Tennant talks about it in the book. I know you'll address it yeah, in your sermon. But not just the what of being of suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and buried, but why. Why is that so important that we believe those things? Why does it impact our faith? Why does it impact what we, how we view God and how we view ourselves? Um, join us Sunday morning. You can join us in person at 9 or 1030. You can join us online. We live stream, and then it's available for eternity or it's until- communion Sunday, so don't don't live stream this week. Show up for church, oh, share yeah, in the Lord's Supper. Come. Yeah, absolutely. And join us uh, tomorrow night, five thirty, dinner and discipleship for all ages. 
Bonnie's got great things planned for the st- uh, for the kids. Uh, Paige has some great things that are yep. planned and going on with the interns for our youth. Um, and we are going to be looking at James and John, the Sons of Thunder, uh, tomorrow night, 5.30 to 7.30. Um, lots of ways for you to get plugged in and be discipled and to serve. I know that we've got things like Sleep in Heavenly Peace coming up in a few weeks. Yep. Good Shoes, Good News. Um, lots of great ways to be discipled and to serve here at St. Andrews. Um, and keep bringing those questions to us. Yeah, we love answering them. Thank you so them. much. So you guys have a great week, and uh, we will see you hopefully tomorrow night and Sunday morning. God bless. God bless. God bless.